Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. CBS Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge in our Week 5 NFL Props Extravaganza. I am the coach. This is your daily sports betting brand of record. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting. And it's not close. All the odds on the Early Edge are powered by the king of all sports books, BetMGM. Now, very quickly, before we get to the show, if you missed it this morning, you notice I just said daily. Well, that ends today. Because moving forward, because of how popular you've made all of our shows, we have to do what's right and what is smart. So during the NFL season, during the football season, there will be no Saturday show. There will be no Sunday morning show. We'll still have our two big Sunday shows, though, at noon and at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So I encourage all of you to turn on your notifications so you know exactly when our content is coming to you. But we've grown so large, we only have so many people. That's really the honest truth of it all. So with all that being said, let's take a look at how my guys did a week ago. Not our best day, not horrible, but not our best as each one of my guys, Proppy, EC, and Uncle Dave, each had two check marks. But if I know them like I think I know them, they're like rabid dogs ready to come out of a corner this week, locked and loaded. So let's bring in the stars of the show. You know them, you know them, and you love them. So here we go. Proppy is here. Uncle Dave is here. EC is here, ready to go. And Uncle Dave, what did you say to me right before the show started about the amount of props that we're going to deliver to the good people today? And, and and I don't know if this is a reaction to a negative week. It's our first negative week of the season, Coach. But this is a record. We are about to give more player props on this stream than we ever have on this stream before. We've been doing this now three years. This is year three, right? Yes, sir. This yeah, is so three. this is this is like a, a special presentation of the Player Prop Show brought to you by Sportsline and BetMGM. <laughs> I love it. Proppy, go. Coach, great to see you. Uncle Dave, EC, I'm fired up, Coach. What a night we had last night, the three of us, you, me, and Sia in the club. We were toasting. We even gave a toast to our guy, EC, uh, who unfortunately has yet to make it into the club. But we definitely uh, sung his praises and uh, cheered some glasses together last night, Coach. You're bringing back the emotion. You're bringing back the emotion that I hadn't. I, I told you not to do this. I told you not to do this. EC, my apologies. Let me but just yeah. say this, Coach. Before you know, forget the club. I just want to say I spent my time out of the club this week looking at, at Dave's fantasy rankings on CBSSports.com. 
and he's not going to agree with my last prop that I will give out on this show. So sorry about that in advance, Dave. Oh, no, quite the tease. By the way, Matthew has responded to Uncle Dave, and he says, Coach, there's no such thing as too many props from these killer cappers. Let's go. Well, you just got me fired up, Matthew. I agree with you. Let's go. So where are we going to start? Let me look at my notes. So oh, last week, I liked starting right here. So that's where we're going to start this week. EC, now you might be stepping on Uncle Dave's toes. I'll let him deal with you. But I am going to start with your prop this week. What do you got? Well, thanks, Coach. I'm going to start. I'm going to go with Jake Elliott over one and a half field goals at minus 125. So this is the third week in a row we've played this against the Rams. We're one and one after Matt Gay did not kick a field goal last week. But the Eagles in four games, they've scored 25 in two of them and 34 in the other two games. Very consistent. Jake Elliott has three or more attempts in every game and two or more made field goals in every game. And by the way, with the exception of last week, the Rams have given up two or more field goals in every game. Elliott is tied for the league lead in points with 48. I think he has sole possession at the end of the week over the Cowboys' Brandon Aubrey. Take his over one and a half field goals at minus 125. And for those people who don't know, he play, plays once again for what team? The Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, and they do not kick a lot of field goals unless they're deep or unless it's more than two or three yards. So you must feel very confident in 14 attempts in four games, Coach. They have a lot of points. They have a lot of points. But my point is still valid, as is this next one. Uncle Dave, I don't want to put Proppy on blast, but last night when he got into the club and the toast that he made to you about being his mentor, about one of his heroes, it was unbelievably touching. It's yours. I I had no idea. Yeah. That's amazing. It was amazing. It was a great night. Thank you, Proppy. That means a lot. No, I'm no. not even going to joke around about any of our inside jokes like New Jersey produce or that you're in parts <laughs> unknown or that you've got random cats and strange literature behind you. Um, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. I'm off a club now, coach. Look what you've made me do. Gee, you're in your feelings, but that's that's what the club can do to you. But it also get you fired up to cash tickets, which is what I know you're all about. Yeah. So like in the rushing category, Dave. Let's get to it. I'm taking the over on Isaiah Pacheco's rush attempts, 13 and a half at minus 105. He's been over this each of his past two games as Kansas City has become comfortable with him as its lead running back. In fact, last week he set a career high in snaps played with 60% while rushing 20 times. He also rushed for over four yards per carry in each of his past three games. So he's showing you that he's capable of doing a good job running the football. And Andy Reid, big Andy Reid, and I'm going to go after those nuggies. I love that commercial. He's (laughs) noticed it too. He's going to keep leaning on Isaiah Pacheco. The Vikings have seen a running back over this total in three of their four games. The only game that didn't go over was against the Chargers, who love to throw the ball as much as the Vikings do. This is a good number two running back in fantasy and a great player to cash a prop with. One of my favorites of the week, Pacheco over 13 and a half attempts. Give me some of those nuggies, Patrick. Give me some of those nuggies. Now, we're off to a really, really good, fun, spirited start, but we want all of you to be where we're at. And where is that? Well, it's BetMGM. And new BetMGM customers can sign up today and get $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome with bonus code EDGE200. 
And a reminder for those of you that keep asking, yes, we're actively working with BetMGM, but after this certain amount of time, we will move into a new promotion, and it will be for everybody. So do not be distraught. We got you covered. Now, all three of my guys, they show up in several different places, but we have to keep reminding you, download that CBS Sports app. Up there's a little tab, and that tab will get you to Snake. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. Damn right, all the time. And Proppy, is your um, article out yet at Sportsline? Uh, it is. My best bets article is out. I also have an NFL weekly preview that comes out on Wednesdays where I look at uh, various target distributions. I kind of preview every single matchup. Then I have a best bets article. And then I have a long shots article, which comes out every Saturday. Mm. The man's busy. Do you want to do the work? I didn't think so. But let's get to receiving props. And this week, I think it's safe to say this is our bread and butter. So we're going to start with probably your first two, and I absolutely love them. Start us off. Yeah, I'm going to start with a pair of second-year receivers, starting with Wandale Robinson, coach. Going to go over three and a half receptions. I was very encouraged last week. 64% route participation, 22% uh, first read on his targets, 27% target rate as well. He also has a very shallow A dot of only 3.2 yards. That's not great in real life, but that's very good when we're looking at volume-based props like receptions props, only needing to get four catches. So he looks to be heavily involved the Giants are definitely making a concerted effort to get him the football love this spot where they're 11 point road underdogs against the Miami team that's likely to be playing with a very big lead forcing Daniel Jones to air the ball out a lot I think Wondell Robinson easily eclipses eclipses four receptions in this game and then we're going back to the well with a guy that I absolutely love I've been beating his drum all season long talking about Chiefs wide receiver or excuse me he's a rookie Rishi Rice over 32 and a half receiving yards the Chiefs so far this season have had an incredibly uh, spread out target distribution but the underlying metrics for Rice are incredibly, incredibly encouraging. Uh, 32% targets per route, 2.5 yards per route run. That leads all rookie wide receivers. 23% first read target rate. 66% of his routes are coming through the slot as well. His route participation is improving or increasing on a weekly basis. Uh, and then you have Sky Moore, MVS, Kadarius Tony, who have all been very ineffective uh, running routes for this Chiefs team. 
team and Patrick Mahomes. I love this spot against the Vikings. This game has a lot of shootout potential, has a high projected total. I think Rasheed Rice is going to continue to see his role in this offense grow. Love his chances to go over 32 and a half receiving yards and what is a very good matchup on paper. Robbie, I'm going to tell you about a text I got late last night, and I didn't tell you this on purpose until right now. You guys all know I have a connection with the Chiefs, right? I've broken news before networks have broken news based off of my connection. And he told me two things, that they're talking to Patrick Mahomes about finding a second favorite receiver outside of Travis Kelsey. He's going to him too much. We saw that the last two weeks, correct? And then also limiting the number of receivers that get major targets instead of 10 or 11 guys. They only want it to be five or six, which will feed right into your play. Will it not? Absolutely. I think this guy emerges as uh, Mahomes' second favorite option in this offense, which we know passes as much as any team in the league. 100%. Dave, go. We saw him get frustrated with Sky Moore last week. Moore ran a bad route, and it led to an incompletion against the Jets. Rice is still a little inefficient in terms of just his hands, but he's going to get there. He's got a shot. Sleeper in fantasy. I love it. See, we do fantasy here, too, if you're new. We got it covered. If anything, put it in there. We'll try to get to as many as we possibly can within the time we have. Dave, thank you very much. Now, EC, sometimes you do things you don't even you're not even aware that you do them to tick me off. And last week, the 49ers could have knelt the ball out and won by 12. And I would have won several plays. They chose not to do that. So they go up by 19. Plenty of time left. Cardinals come down the field. Wide open over the middle of the field, right there. Touchdown. Lock it in. And he dropped the football. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do, Coach, and his name is Zach Ertz. I'm so sorry to do this to you. And there was no planning, was there? Anyways, let's go with Zach Ertz over 29 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. So he's getting nearly one in four of Josh Dobbs' targets. He's second overall in tight end targets in the league, fourth most in tight end receptions, and seventh in route participation. He has six catches in three of his four games. By the way, the Bengals have allowed the ninth most receiving yards and 11th highest yards per reception to tight ends. We're only asking for 30 yards. Shouldn't be that hard, especially if he gets six catches. Let's roll with Zach Ertz over 29 and a half. And then let's go to Dalton Kincaid in London, over 28 and a half receiving yards. Now, he seems to be emerging as Buffalo's number one tight end over Dawson Knox in the last few games. In fact, he outsnapped Dawson Knox last week, 30 to 29. He has led the team in slot routes the last few games. And oh, by the way, the Jaguars don't do so well against tight ends in the slot. See Jonu Smith, six catches to for what, 95 yards last week for the Falcons? Three tight ends have gone over this total against Jacksonville this season. And Travis Kelsey nor Kyle Pitts were either of them. I think Dalton Kincaid gets at least 29 yards, and cashes this prop. Going with a couple of tight ends this week, Coach. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Quickie, probably uh, back to you, because a lot of people in the chat are saying their books uh, that Robinson isn't available three and a half, but plus money at four and a half. What would you play that up to? Uh, I'm comfortable with it at four and a half. I'm even playing his alt totals like five, six, seven receptions as well. But yeah, definitely comfortable with plus money at four and a half. I think he ends up with six, seven catches. Boom. There you go. Now, speaking of six or seven catches, this man hasn't really been on the tip of the tongue, Dave, recently. But, man, when he's good, we know DeAndre Hopkins is really good. You think he has a good week this week? He he was so close to having a monster game for fantasy managers last week. Three opportunities, 
and I mean opportunities, not prop opportunities, because we're not going in that direction, to score a touchdown. And I think this week the prop to play is with his yardage over 54 and a half, minus 115 as the Titans take on the Colts. This number, he crushed it last week, and he looks good. He's running well. His footwork is great. He's crafty. He's the same guy. Even his speed, not bad for a 31-year-old. He's getting open. The problem has been Ryan Tannehill. That's because his offensive line has been a total sieve. That changes this week. So we're not really talking about the receiver himself. The receiver himself is good, but the quarterback, his situation's been bad because he's under pressure. Well, that's going to change. Two starting linemen back for Tennessee and Indianapolis, one of the worst as far as getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks, and they're also terrible against outside receivers, and they just lost maybe their most reliable starting outside cornerback. Everything lines up for Hopkins to have a very good week. Now, we talk about a, a stud like DeAndre Hopkins, and then the next best stud that you can think of in the National <laughs> Football League in Janu Smith. There's probably a third of you watching who don't know or don't remember Janu Smith, but he's a former Titan. He's now on the Falcons, and he might be their best tight end right now. Over the past three games, He's had target shares of 20, 21, and 20%. The Texans allow a catch rate of 89% over 18 total targets to the Colts and Jaguars tight ends. They play a lot of zone. That means that tight ends can get open in the short area. And Jonu Smith, this is the truth. He's getting open faster than Kyle Pitts is right now. So for him to go over 30 and a half receiving yards, it's nothing. And the matchup should dictate that he gets there. And it's even money at that at plus 100. And by the way, this over-under is a yard higher than Kyle Pitts over-under. Kind of tells you where Kyle Pitts is right now. It certainly does. And I've got to write my notes down because, Dave, I respect you. And I listen to you. Unlike some other people on the show. Because as you were giving me such an incredible take and all the hard research that you put your, your blood, sweat, and tears into, what do you think your boy EC was doing at that exact time? I I would think that EC would be listening intently, mm. taking notes, mm. and, and being on top of he, – he went to the John, didn't he? Worse. He texted – How could it be worse than that? I'm going to tell you. He texted Big Cheesy in the chat while you were giving your fire take. And he said this, the endorsement check is in the mail, cheesy. And then cheesy texts back with the hearts in the eyes and the hearts on the cheek emojis. And then Scott jumps in and says, hashtag Cohen head for life. Coach, I He's am the people's his capper. He raises his hand. This I am the people's capper. I always <laughs> interact with the people. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, about that. You'll, you'll learn that from me, too, and that's a good thing. So I'll let it slide this time, Coach. Thank you. But next time, I'm going to rip that Eagles green shirt off your pasty body. And You are so lucky Dave let you off because I'm going to follow his. You are so lucky. But guess what? <clears throat> Last week, I felt like the Jets let my Chiefs off the hook. They should have beat him down the stretch. If you're not going to cover, you're going to slide on the one-yard line. Number 15. No, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. I get excited <laughs> sometimes. Get excited sometimes. But <clears throat> I think that if you're a Jets fan, Proppy, that you've got to be a little bit excited 
that Zach Wilson started to figure it out. And he's got a stud that was wide open two or three different times, and they couldn't connect. But maybe this week will be the week they connect for major yardage. Who am I talking about? Yeah, we're talking about Garrett Wilson, Coach. Love his chances to go over 59 and a half receiving yards. Dave talking about DeAndre Hopkins having a very good season and all of his underlying metrics being very positive, the issue being quarterback. Same thing is applicable when we're talking about Garrett Wilson and his situation with Zach Wilson. If we look at the Garrett Wilson's target profile, it's absolutely phenomenal. 24 targets the last two weeks, 99% route participation, 38% area yard share 29 percent target share those numbers are elite what isn't elite is zach wilson coach but you mentioned that he showed some life last week against the chiefs now he has the matchup of matchups against a broncos secondary that has been historically bad through the first quarter of the season 32nd in epa allowed per drop back 32nd in coverage grade most explosive passing plays allowed in the nfl so far just really 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 awful and they are highly susceptible to speed, something that Garrett Wilson possesses in droves. So I absolutely love him over 58 and a half or 59 and a half receiving yards. I also love his alt totals this week. He could easily have a triple digit game if he's able to get behind the defense, which I know he will. Just a matter of Zach Wilson finding him back there, which I do think he's going to at least a couple times. So love him, love his upside this week all over Garrett Wilson props. Then we're going to go with a tight end in Philly. My guy, Dallas Goddard, over 33 and a half receiving yards. Elite route participation. The problem is the Eagles are running the football quite a bit, as much as any team in the NFL so far this season. That is a trend that is new this year. Last year, they were fairly pass heavy. And as a result, Goddard had a pretty stable target for. He's the third in the pecking order on a very run-heavy team, so the targets just haven't been there. His A-dot is actually the same as it was last year, which is a good sign. We're getting a big discount on this number as a result, 33.5. Typically, his number last year early to start the season is 45 to 50, and we're playing a Rams team that could easily push the Eagles into a high-scoring, high-volume passing environment. So I love this spot. Getting a discount also Nick Sirianni all week long has been talking about getting Goddard more involved. So there's also additional squeaky wheel narrative coach, which you know I love. So give me Dallas Goddard over 33 and a half receiving yards. The last time, and you don't do it very often, but the last time you pushed the squeaky wheel narrative was with this same team and A.J. Brown. And what happened? He went bonkers, coach. He went bonkers, coach. That's exactly right. By the way, Zach in the chat says, Coach seems upset that EC is more popular than him or that the chat likes EC more. Are you new to the show, Zach? Are you new to the show, Zach? Now. Coach has thick skin, Zach. Very. Thank you. Very thick skin. Now, EC, let me come back to you. Because as I look at this, and I see the next name because we have a lot of receiving props. I actually like this one. I actually like it a lot. Explain yourself. Well, thank you, Coach. I'm going to roll with Michael Pittman Jr. over 58 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. So he went from double-digit targets in his first three games and eight-plus catches in all three to one catch on five targets last week. What the heck happened? So it's time for a bounce back. He has a 27% target share overall and a 33.3% first read share. Now, the Titans play the majority of their defense as zone, 
And against zone, his first read share is nearly 38%. It's time that Michael Pittman gets fed this week. Seven receivers are over this 58.5 receiving yards mark against Tennessee in four games. Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be one of them uh, for this next game. He'll be number eight. So play his over 58.5 receiving yards at minus 120. We have one more receiving prop. And Dave, you talked about players may not, or people may not know certain players that are new to kind of the narrative street every single week. Well, your last receiving prop, I guarantee a lot of people are still sleeping on this cat, but he is really, really, really good. Who are you talking about? He has been stepping up for the Cowboys. It's Jake Ferguson. We're taking the over on his receptions at three and a half at minus 125. Ferguson has become Dak Prescott's security blanket, just like Dalton Schultz and Jason Witten before him. He has five or more catches in each of his past two games, seven targets in three of four. He is a perfect outlet for Dak Prescott to throw to when pressure arrives. And make no mistake about it, there will be pressure arriving by the San Francisco 49ers this week. In fact, I looked. I was able to look this up. Ferguson has the second highest target per route run rate, say that five times fast, of any Cowboy when Prescott is pressured. So basically what that means is Dak feels pressure from opposing defenses. Who does he throw to the most? Well, it's Rico Dowdle. Who's second most? Jake Ferguson. This should lead to at least five catches for him. So if it goes up to four and a half, it should be a plus number. I'll take it then, too. The juice is worth the squeeze on this one, Coach, at minus 125. You must be a soothsayer, Uncle Dave, because as you were talking, probably I'm coming right to you. LaMelo says, do we like the alt line of over four and a half on the Ferguson at plus 156? Uncle Dave, question mark. Boom. Dang it. Boom, boom, boom. Bang it. Proppy, go. I'm very bullish on Ferguson as well, both this week and moving forward as the season progresses. Uh, Love this play from Dave. He leads all players in the NFL, wide receivers included, in red zone targets. (laughs) Hashtag educate and entertain. By the way, Sup John says, Coach has thick skin. He didn't a few days ago when my comment hurt his little feelings. Oh, really, Sub John? The same comment that you were begging me not to block you for and said, listen, I'm a team player. I'm here every single day. That comment, don't be all chest out now that a few people have EC's back. Don't do that. Either stand on your own two feet or don't stand at all. I'm just messing with you, Sub John. It's just too easy sometimes. It's just too easy. Now, you know what else is going to be easy? Cash and tickets on college football tomorrow. Where? <laughs> Snake. Hello, everyone. It's Mike Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. Kyle says, uh, Johnny Smith receiving yards just dropped from 29.5 to 28.5. Why would that happen, Uncle Dave? Beats the hell out of me. I'm just going to hit it harder. Yeah, that's a good thing. It's it's so funny. We always think, oh, there's something something wrong. Probably go. 
Yeah, these are low liquidity markets props. So a little bit of money can have a huge influence either direction. Uh, you're just going to see props, just very volatile commodities. There's just going to be a lot of movement either direction. Not a lot of money being bet on them. So you're saying if I would like beat EC in a showdown, that could shift the line just a little bit? Just Of course. Of just course. one showdown, one bet, Coach. Yeah, it happens. Uh, apparently it happened this week. Huh, very interesting. Now, <clears throat> speaking of showdowns, EC, I'm going to sit back and listen to your next pick in the passing prop category, and then I may or may not have something for you. Please. So, Coach, I uh, I did this video that has gone on the Sportsline social media channels where I picked uh, – it was the race to the bottom parlay, and I picked the Bengals' money line. Got a lot of heat in the Instagram comments on there. Kind of surprising about that. But this is the week that Cincinnati breaks out. Sorry, Uncle Dave, you're not going to like this pick based on your rankings where you have Joe Burrow 18th among all fantasy quarterbacks this weekend. Not happening. He will be a top 10 guy because – he is going to throw for more than 250 and a half passing yards at minus 115. The Cardinals, not very good against quarterbacks, allowing the fourth highest yards per attempt, the ninth highest passer rating, and the sixth highest adjusted completion rate. T. Higgins practiced today. He might be active. And by the way, the Cardinals gave up, what, uh, 283 to Brock Purdy last week and 321 to Daniel Jones, albeit it was a comeback effort. Joe Burrow looked healthy. He's off the injury report this week. By the way, the Cardinals don't really get pressure on the quarterback. They're 28th in pressure rate and 29th in blitz rate. Burrow will have plenty of time to sit back and pick apart the Arizona defense. I think he goes for 300-plus. So go ahead, Coach. You want to take me on? Go for it. I'll play the over 250-and-a-half easily and feel good about it. I, I, I apologize. I couldn't hear anything past – he looked healthy. When did he look healthy? In practice, the videos <laughs> this week, he is off the injury report, and I am ready to roll. I'm back on the Joe Burrow bandwagon. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, Dave, you're looking at something up there. Maybe that's where his pick is. What, what, what are you thinking, Dave? No, I mean, I, I was just completely baffled by a lot of the things that EC said except one thing, and this is where I will trust EC. Okay. He paid attention to how Burrow looked in practice this week, and he mentioned how Burrow is off the injury report. Mm -hmm. I feel like those are subtle and not necessarily noticeable changes that might make Burrow a better play than you'd first think. And yeah. so mm -hmm. if, if, if EC's buying into I was ready to go for a showdown too. If EC is on this one, and uh, and he's got the backup for it, then I think it's not as bad of a play as, as we initially thought. Thank you. Well, as I sit here, I wonder which way do I go? By the way, probably do you want to weigh on this before I decide? Uh, as far as Joe Burrow is concerned, I need to see him look healthy before I be confidently betting him personally. That doesn't mean that I lean over on him. It's a good matchup against the Cardinals, as EC pointed out. But uh, I need more than just him not being on the practice report or on the injury report to have confidence in his, in him just based on what I've seen. Yeah. 
And see, I'm, I'm always one of those guys. I'm all about timing, right? Ti- timing's always a thing. And and Taylor just happens to write in the chat just about 20 seconds ago. Um, did coaches and EC's blind showdown happen yet? I can't remember the bet. Um, <laughs> did it, EC? Mm-hmm. It did, Taylor, and I wiped the floor with EC. In fact, I have a video on my social media page, the X that actually details the winning bet. But I may have to replace that video with a new video. So, EC, (laughs) this may be the easiest one I've done in a long time. Number 250 and a half, and you've got about two seconds to back out of it. Are you in or are you out? Snake, hit the music. My children say thank you very much. Do you know what I do with the money I win from you? I don't put it in the bank. I don't save it for a rainy day. We buy sushi. We love sushi in the Coachman household. So my children say thank you for that tuna sashimi that we love so very, very much. Now, we go from one quarterback who has been underperforming to another quarterback who, for his career, as far as wins, championships, playoffs, has been underperforming. But this week, big game. Dave, go. We're taking Dak Prescott in a huge game for the Cowboys to go over 34.5 pass attempts at minus 104. And this is my favorite one of the week, everybody. Prescott's had at least 34 pass attempts in each of his past three games. And I mentioned 34, which technically would be a loss here, to include last week when Dallas blew out New England and he still threw the ball 34 times. That's a ton. My expectation is that the Dallas offensive line which is going to include Tyron Smith, is going to give Prescott enough time to throw. It's not going to be downfield. It's not going to be a bunch of 20-yard throws. 49ers can bring the heat, but it could be short throws. We don't care. It's just the number of pass attempts. And the 49ers have seen quarterbacks throw at least 41 times in three of their past four games. In fact, the only time it didn't happen was in week three when the Giants basically gave up on a Thursday (laughs) The kicker is this. Last year in the playoffs, Dak Prescott and the 49ers met. Their most recent matchup, he threw it 37 times. The previous matchup before then was also in the playoffs against the 49ers, and he threw it 43 times. This is effectively a playoff game because the Niners and the Cowboys are two of maybe like three teams in the NFC that can Mm -hmm. compete for the number one seed, that's a big deal. Home field advantage and a bye week is going to matter in the NFC. So I think Dak is going to be very involved. Over 34 and a half pass attempts, minus 104. And I've got a bonus one, if I may, Coach. Of course. Desmond Ritter will not throw a touchdown under one half touchdown at plus 190. Houston plays that heavy zone defense. I mentioned it when it came to Jonu Smith. That's going to keep Desmond Ritter from attacking and scoring a lot of touchdowns. Not that he does a lot of that anyway. Ritter has thrown three touchdowns this year. The Texans have allowed two passing touchdowns this year. And you might say, oh, Dave, they haven't played anybody. Well, they're about to play Desmond Ritter. Is he somebody? He might not be after halftime. What's going to happen if the Falcons get to halftime and they're not scoring points? Will it be Ritter or will it be Taylor Heineke? And will we even want to watch this? 
So I'm taking the under on Desmond Ritter at plus 190, worth a sprinkle this week. How many hashtag next level cappers like Uncle Dave do you know that will play a quarterback that has the possibility of getting benched? That's next level kind of stuff right there. I love that play. By the way, Jared says you guys could go 45% every single week, but you're still the best in the business because of the entertainment factor. Also, I love doing the WWE coach. Thank you very much, Jared. We won't go 45% every week, but I get your point and we love you for it. Now, speaking of, by the way, I want to throw in one nugget to help Dave's play out with uh, Dak Prescott. If you think the 49ers are going to bleed the clock, uh, you would think again. They've scored at least 30 points in every game so far this year. They want to score. Go ahead, Dave. They're sixth in time of possession. So they're dominating the clock. But guess who's second in time of possession? Dallas. Well, it, it wouldn't be like Arizona. I wouldn't say it if it were Arizona or Cleveland. Of course it's Dallas. <laughs> Just try to put a nice little bow on it because we know Arizona can't guard anybody. It's like Little League football out there. Burrow's <laughs> going to throw for 400 yards. We know that. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we do know that, and I said this in my TikTok lock of the week, which, by the way, is 3-1 and one so far through four weeks. And I almost made it the Arizona Cardinals, but I didn't. I didn't want to make it too easy for EC. I made it the San Francisco 49ers because I believe that three-and-a-half number is so easy to cover this week. And I think at the end of the game, Proppy, that Brock Purdy, who I said in my video, needs to stop being slept on as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He controls the game maybe as good as anybody playing football right now, which leads to, at the end of the game, kind of a controlled environment. What do you like? And Brock Purdy has been fantastic. No argument there. First in EPA uh, per drop back, first in success rate. So super impressive stuff. But I'm going to fade Brock Purdy this week. I'm going to go under 254 and a half passing and rushing yards. If you play this combination line, you get basically an extra 10 yards. If you don't have access to the combination line, I am fine with fading him under 245 or 44 passing yards. But this 49ers team is ultra run heavy. They are also playing one of the biggest run funnels in the NFL this season uh, in the Dallas Cowboys. So I think as a result of that, we're going to see limited passing volume due to a very run heavy approach. On top of that, it's just a very difficult matchup for Purdy for any passing attack as Dallas is first in EPA allowed per dropback, second in coverage grade, third in pass rush grade, First in quick pressure rate, the way you offset quick pressure is by running the football. So I think we're going to see a huge dose of Christian McCaffrey in this matchup, who I love, will very likely have some props on as the weekend progresses. But yeah, as a result, I just think there's going to be minimal passing from Brock Purdy, and it's a very difficult matchup, even if it does end up in a shootout environment. So love fading him this week against Dallas. So let me ask you that chat question. Chris McCaffrey, his combo, see what I did there? Line is 114 and a half. Would you like McCaffrey, who scored four touchdowns last week? I do like McCaffrey. I like his rushing line even more than his combo line, combination line, though. All right, boom. There you have it right there. The man is playing for an MVP. Right now, he should be the MVP through the first four games. Now, we're in the combo props. We're down to our very last play. But you don't go anywhere because you know my guys have to say which bets they like of the other guys. It's called professional respect. So, Uncle Dave, 
Give us the last official best bet of the show, sir. First of all, props to us for getting through all these picks as fast as we have. Let's, let's finish strong. Miles Sanders under 59 and a half rushing and receiving yards at minus 115. This sank three yards in the last hour, by the way. It was at 62 and a half. I loved it then. I like it now. Sanders playing time hit a season low 43% as he continued losing work, not only on third downs, but also in the second half last week to Chuba Hubbard. Sanders also seems impacted by a groin injury that kept his practices limited both this week and last week and his rushing average has dropped from four yards per carry down to 1.5 in week number four detroit's great against the run they're shedding just 2.9 yards per rush to opposing running backs that's top three you know how many running backs have had 60 total yards against detroit this season uh one oh did you know that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> Bijan robinson had 60 on the nose Kenneth Walker didn't do it. Packers running backs didn't do it. Isaiah Pacheco didn't do it. And Miles Sanders, who had 47 or fewer total yards in two of his last three games, he's not going to do it either. What the hell did I just do to my nose? <laughs> I don't know. Sanders under 59 and a half rushing and receiving yards at minus 115. Get me out of here. <laughs> I do have one question for you, though. Scott says, Uncle Dave and Coach, who's the best wide receiver in Detroit after Josh Reynolds now that St. Brown is doubtful? Well, does Sam Laporte count? Because I would imagine he's going to get a, a much higher target share now. Uh, not that I would start him in fantasy, but Khalif Raymond is in play. Everybody's going to rush to Jamison Williams now that he's back. Maybe he gets a little bit more in terms of playing time, but I, I would expect Khalif Raymond and Marvin Jones to see a little bit more work without St. Brown on the field, too. Yeah, and Khalif Raymond, too, Dave, is super cheap when it comes to DFS lineups. I was just looking on, on them earlier. He's a great bottom-of-the-barrel wide receiver if you want to get cheap, and, and so you can afford the bigger guys. Just throwing that in there. What's the number? What do you see him at? I saw him at 4,800 on uh, on FanDuel. So if he gets, if he gets like... 15 points and half PPR. That's a huge win. And uh, even I, 10. Is yeah, double your I, I, I think so. I think so. You, you know, I'm greedy when it comes to my DFS returns. I need three times value. Okay. Uh, by the way, speaking of fantasy football, something that's going to drive you three absolutely bananas because you take it seriously. You know what you're doing. This is really going to drive uh, property bananas. So Buckus was on the show this morning. Mm -hmm. And last night he had Logan Thomas. He had DJ, or he had Cole Komet. He called him C Komet. Um, and then he had he ended up with seventy five points last mm -hmm. night when he Beautiful. was. <laughs> but he has no idea who his players are, anything, and he's killing everybody. I just don't know how he's doing it. I want to say this about fantasy football too. I'm in a league with Proppy where he's trying to lose, and he's still three and one. <laughs> or, or are you four and no, Proppy? I don't even. The three you're, and one you're trying to lose. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to lose, and you're still three and one. Hey, it's too good. The, man is, the man's legend when it comes to fantasy and prop betting, no doubt about it. All right, now here's where we do things a little bit different on this show. We don't go through every single play. We put them up on the screen so you can have them. What we do do is I ask my guys. What are the other bets they like the most from the other guys on the show? So, EC, let's start with you. What do you really like? Oh, I, I like a couple of Dave's. I like the Jake Ferguson prop over three and a half receptions, and I like DeAndre Hopkins over 54 and a half receiving yards. As for proppies, I'm going to go with Rasheed Rice. You, got, you talked me into that one, Coach. Uh, I think somebody from Kansas City has to break out, and that's a really good number. 
on Rice? Historically, every time the Chiefs go through two or three games like this where they barely win, usually they have a big breakout. And I think this and this Vikings defense is the defense to do it against. Proppy. Last time uh, Patrick Mahomes faced Brian Flores, he actually threw, I believe it was two, possibly three interceptions, but threw for over 400 yards. Flores blitzes more than any defensive coordinator in football, and that invites a lot of high-scoring, high-yardage environments. So this game could be very, very exciting uh, between the Vikings and the Chiefs. But, yeah, I've got one from EC, one from Dave. I'm going to go with the Zach Ertz prop. I really like the spot for Zach Ertz. EC mentioned massive target share, Josh Dobbs, very comfortable throwing him the football. Bengals are not a matchup to fear either. And I love that Miles Sanders fade against Detroit. I think they have one of the best run defenses in the league. Miles Sanders looks to be less than 100% and just is not good, not playing behind that dominant Eagles offensive line. So love both those plays. And they're going to be playing from behind the entire game. That leads to less running. I love that play too. Uncle Dave, talk to me. I can't get over how bad the Broncos' defense has looked over the last two weeks. And they're going to get a little bit of help in the middle of the defense at linebacker, but they still have big, gaping holes in the secondary. And I think you will see Garrett Wilson get at least 70 yards, if not 130 yards, against this Broncos' defense, even with Zach Wilson as his quarterback. So I'm riding with the over on uh, on his yardage like Proppy gave us. All right. I love the professional respect. You also know that if you talk a little bit of trash or you make a mistake in the chat, I most definitely am going to call you out. And Zach, who wanted to talk a little bit through this whole show, he goes, man, I love the Atlanta Braves in six. It's a five-game series. Sorry, Zach. Try it again. Try it again. Why well, you got that big old fat smile on your face, EC? Do you got something you're cooking up over there? No, listen, I'm just happy. I'm already going to win 100 bucks from you this weekend. It's already going to be a good football Sunday. Oh, my goodness. You know what happened last week? You talked that trash. I beat you down, and then I made it into club all in <laughs> well, a let me ask you. Let me ask you something. If, if Burrow were to get hurt, does that affect anything? That's part of prop betting. Let me ask you this. If he gets to say 80 yards or 90 yards and then he gets hurt, do you think BetMGM is going to say, hey, EC, don't worry about it. Here's your money back. Are they going to do that, Proppy? They're not going to do that, Coach. They're not going to do that, Coach. No, no, it does not matter. Now, if he doesn't start, you're off the hook. But if he starts, just like in a golf bet, you will pay that man his money. Boy, the sports book of coach is a tough, tough outlet. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> Not too many sign-up bonuses in, in, in my sports book. Uh, what a great show today, guys. Well, 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 well done. So with all that being said, pay it forward. Remember, we're back on Sunday at noon Eastern time, breaking down every single game at 1 o'clock, at 4 o'clock, and then back at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time with primetime early edge as we count down to perhaps – the best Sunday night football game of the entire season. I'm talking Cowboys. I'm talking 49ers. Can't wait for that. But in the meantime, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, Lobo, EC, Uncle Dave, Proppy, and of course, the snake always behind the scenes, making the show look like a million bucks. We grind for you. So we can win with you. It's truly what we're all about right here. Thank you, BetMGM, 
Early Edge. Good luck.